Welcome to the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Vu, and I will be serving as your Femme Tour, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into graduate school. For the past 10 years, I've been helping undergraduate students get into top graduate programs in their field, and I'm really excited to share this information with you too. Hi everyone, today I am going to be talking to you a little bit more about the grad school list and specifically um, about grad school list deal breakers. Why am I talking to you about this? Uh, because I, I think of this as an extension to the conversation that I've had before on how to create a grad school list. Typically, when I advise students on creating a grad school list, I encourage them to um, focus on fit. And when I say fit, I'm really talking about fit when it comes to their research interests and the individuals that they might work with in that program, because that is very important. Um, who you're going to work with, what work you're going to be doing, all of that has very real long-term implications for you. But I think in doing so, when I say, okay, look at top programs, have a combination of top programs, have a combination of uh, reach schools, but also safety net schools, just a balanced kind of list, make sure that you have two to three people that you would look forward to working with and that, you know, they are um, sending people to, um, to jobs or academic opportunities, like career opportunities that are in line with you. All of that is great. All of that is very, very important. But I think one thing that I was missing are some of the hidden factors that might impact your ability to thrive in grad school. And what do I mean by that? I mean, really sitting down and thinking about the things that make you happy or unhappy. And I mention this a lot in my conversations because I'm a California girl and I have a lot of California listeners. So one very obvious example of a potential deal breaker for you, if you are from Southern California, is weather. Weather might be a deal breaker for you. Weather might make you unhappy. Certain types of weather, particularly very cold weather. Maybe you've never actually been in the snow. And it might seem silly. And I know I often encourage, encourage people like just apply widely, apply out of state. The more options, the better. Oftentimes it's a numbers game. Yes, that is true. But at the end of the day, if you were to get admitted to everywhere that you apply to and you think about your options, is weather going to be a big factor? Is it going to be something that is going to stress you so much to the point that, you know, you physically don't feel capable of like getting from point A to point B in certain weather and certain conditions? You see what I mean? And so... I, I cannot identify for you what your deal breakers are. I reference and hinted at this at a previous episode too about sitting and thinking about deal breakers. Um, but right now I really want you to think about, well, what conditions, what settings, circumstances make you happy? 
do you like being in a really big campus that's booming with lots of things to do, lots of resources, or do you prefer smaller, more intimate spaces, more smaller towns, more kind of slow, um, slower environment, slower pace of life? What do you prefer? So if that's the case, then thinking about the size of the campus is going to matter. Now, another big thing that might be a big thing for you, because I know it's a big thing for me, but you know, we're all different, is thinking about transportation and what types of transportation you're comfortable with. Do you not mind driving and long commutes or do you not drive or you can't stand driving or you um, are, don't mind the commute so long as it's not over a certain amount of miles or a certain amount of time? So thinking about that, so that's something that a lot of people don't keep in mind. Is your campus, the campus of you know the programs that you're applying to, is one of them a commuter school and everybody's expected to drive um, 45 minutes to an hour to get there? Or is your campus a small town and everybody walks there? Everybody lives walking distance to campus. Um, so commuting and transportation that is very important. Maybe you don't have a car, but you're in a school that requires for you to have a car for you to get from point A to point B. That's going to play a role. That's going to affect you. Um, the other thing that is a big one, big, big one, because of um, just the rising costs and because of inflation is you really want to think long and hard about cost of living because you may be getting a similar stipend from all of the programs you're applying to. And maybe it looks like a okay stipend. Maybe you think, yeah, it's gonna be tight, but I can pay my bills. But you're working under the assumption of paying your bills at whatever physical location you are in right now. So your bills are not gonna be the same when you move. And that's why it's important to create a budget for um, at least your top three schools or, or you can wait, you can wait until you've been admitted to certain programs, but keep in mind cost of living in the back of your head because living, if NYU or Columbia are on your list, living in New York, very, very different from living at Ohio State, you know, living in Ohio, cost of living is substantially lower. Now living and San Francisco is very, very different than living in San Antonio, Texas. You see what I mean? So cost of living in certain states or even be among states in certain cities within each state's very vastly different. And you wanna keep that in mind. Do you, would you rather, would you want to prioritize living in a place with a lower cost of living or do you think that location is so important for you that you're willing to sacrifice that and to pick up extra jobs or take out an extra loan to be able to live in a place that you know that's gonna help you kind of be your best? So that's another one. Now, big one, and I think that a lot of us keep this in mind already, especially if you're a person of color, especially if you're you have multiple kind of marginalized identities is the diversity and the demographics of the area are important. And for some of y'all, maybe, maybe you're first gen, but you're a white person and you don't have to worry. You're like, oh, I'm relatively comfortable anywhere I am because 
you know, you've never really had to worry about race before. Um, but for some of us, we know what it's like to feel like the oddball out. We know what it's like to um, have to deal with racism, to have to deal with different types of discrimination. And to be quite frankly, uh, to be frank about it, to feel um, unsafe in spaces, to feel threatened in spaces. Uh, so if that's a huge concern for you, which I think it probably is, you wanna take a look at the ethnic demographics of the school. And sometimes some schools are, they're great. Like they, they might have really wonderful programs and the program has really amazing faculty, but as soon as you step foot outside of that campus, you're, you could potentially, like your life could potentially be threatened or you just know your mental health's not gonna be doing very well in that area, then that's something to keep in mind. And maybe, unfortunately, even though that's a great program, you might not wanna go there. Um, another thing that comes up a lot is the topic of having a life outside of grad school. What will your life look like outside of that program? What types of things are there to do? What types of communities are there? What is the culture like in that area? That's something to keep in mind because you're gonna be living there for four, five, six, seven, eight years of your life. And that's a long time. And you are a whole person outside of just being a student. And so that, that matters too. Another thing I want to bring up that I don't think a lot of people think about until it becomes an issue is the topic of healthcare. You want, you know, let me just state this. Not all universities have um, equitable access to healthcare resources. Not all graduate schools have the same types of health insurance. Not all graduate schools offer the same healthcare fees. And not all graduate schools cover you and family members. And even if they do, they might have vastly different rates to add family members to your coverage. So why do I mention this? I mention this because, you know, some folks take their health for granted because maybe they've never had um, any major health issues before. But again, Life, I, I hate to like be the bearer of bad news and some folks might even say I'm being pessimistic right now, but life does happen in grad school and hopefully nothing were to happen for you. Let's, you know, hope and pray that nothing terrible happens. You don't develop any types of illnesses, but in case you do, it's good to have healthcare that's going to cover you. That's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. And to not have to stress out over that is one less thing for you to stress about. And if you have dependents, if you are a parent, student parent, you want to know that you'll be able to afford health insurance for you and your kids or you and your spouse, or partner, et cetera. And so that's something you wanna keep in mind. You can ask about healthcare uh, fees. You can ask what it would cost to add a dependent. You can ask what types of, um, Benefits are included. Does it include dental? Does it include vision? Does it include access to like mental health support services? All of that 
matters is important it's okay to ask and if you don't feel comfortable asking a staff member there well first if you don't feel comfortable asking a presser you could always ask a staff member if you don't feel comfortable asking a staff member you can always ask a graduate student and at some point um whether you're looking through a website or contacting an individual you will get that information i just don't want you to be in the position where you have um, accepted a program, you arrive there, and then you realize, oh my goodness, healthcare costs $400 a month. That's like a huge portion of my stipend. That's a lot of money. $400 is a lot of money to be paying every month on health insurance. Um, or if it's something else, you just realize, oh, I have access to healthcare, but it's going to cost me so much just to get this done or that done. So keep that in mind, healthcare. There are a lot of other factors, I think, that could potentially be deal breakers for you. But in terms of some of the big ones that have come up for me and for my students and for people that I've worked with, those are some of the major ones. You know, it's, whether it's the weather, whether it's the size of the campus or the city or the location or tra what transportation is like, cost of living the um, demographics of the area, demographics of the campus, the social activities and extracurriculars and um, access to community support in the surrounding area, healthcare, all those things should be enough to get you started on determining, again, what are your deal breakers? What are the things that help make you happy, um, help bring you joy, and hopefully that'll get you one step closer to identifying a program where you can thrive. Thanks so much. That's all I'm gonna say for today. And I hope that you all have a good rest of the week. I'll talk to you all later. Thanks so much for joining me in the Grad School Fem Touring Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you tune in. You can also support the podcast by donating to my Patreon page, Anchor page, or Venmo account, which is at Grad School Femtouring. If you have questions or episode topics, you can contact me by sending me a DM on Instagram, sending me an email to gradschoolfemtouring at gmail.com, sending me a voice message on Anchor, or sending me a message via my personal website at eventmartinezvu.com. Until next time.